He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. You know, it, it ultimately just comes down to a connection of like answering that question. Well, why invest in the training, you know? And, and um, because I think it is related to that uh, staff turnover and the statistics are there to say that, you know, that first 90 days, there's, there's an enormous amount of turnover in the first 90 days and trainings are huge in exit interviews. Many people cite training and lack of support as the reason for leaving. And um, ultimately, you know, even if someone's with you for three months, um, they can still just, you know, destroy your relationship with a customer or customers or your brand. Um, um, if you treat them well, they might stay longer than three months. They might refer a friend who to come and work in, uh, in your business. Um, you know, every customer experience matters. So if you look at it from that point of view, that's the reason why. Um, and I think that's ultimately where technology needs to play a role. Like, like I mentioned, like the, the labor cost and the, significant challenges of onboarding staff in a regular turnover environment and retraining is is um is enormous and that's where technology can play a role i, I don't think i don't think online learning is a replacement at all for for, for what happens in in a venue um uh, but blended learning is is the the smarter solution and that's where we see these companies that we work with at tipsy and, and elsewhere are really embracing Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. Today's episode is sponsored by Tipsy. And honestly, if you haven't heard of Tipsy yet, you're missing out. Tipsy is an online hospitality learning platform full of the coolest lessons and courses on a whole range of hospitality skills led by world-class instructors who really know their stuff. Imagine a Netflix account just for hospitality skills. That's what you get with Tipsy. Scrolling through the Tipsy library, there are lessons on everything from data security to gin cocktail recipes to COVID-19 service tips. You're getting practical information you can actually use day to day. And the lessons are so fun and convenient, in five minutes you can learn a new skill that might just help you get that dream job. The best part is the great team over at Tipsy has made their entire catalog free until the end of September. That's over 800 lessons you can access at the click of a button. And yes, there's an app for learning on the go. So go ahead, head over to tipsy.com, that's T-Y-P-S-Y, to kick your hospitality career up a notch. He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. Again, your, your host, Will Slickers. Um, Pretty cool episode today. I'm actually kind of excited. This has been uh, a long time, again, coming for the show uh, behind the scenes. Been working with uh, the lovely company Tipsy, based out in Australia. And uh, today I have the pleasure to interview the creator and CEO. So Jonathan, how are we doing today, my friend? Hi, right, well, um, Nice to join you and thanks for having us on. Uh, yeah, doing, doing very well. Yeah, nice to be with you. Perfect. Well, I'm going to dive in um, with just giving a, give us a little bit of background on your story. The background with with, uh, with myself and Tipsy about, um, what is it now? Uh, the, the last few years have flown by, but about three years ago, uh, three and a half years ago, I, um, I was a co- commercial mortgage broker. Um, 
specialising in financing pubs, uh, hotels and restaurants and bars. So um, before that, I'd had a business uh, doing commercial finance and loved hospitality. Um, my experience was on the other side of the bar, just uh, enjoying hospitality as a patron and uh, as a customer and um, yeah, decided to start a business serv servicing that market. And, and about three or four years ago, um, we built a national business across Australia. And one of the things I did at the time actually um, uh, was start a podcast, but I was terrible at it. Will, you um, uh, are very good at it. I was, I was shocking at it, but I did that as a way just to initially try and learn and, and, and meet some people. And um, through one of the conversations that came up um, that one of the guests um, was trying to get their head around how to manage their um, online reputation and TripAdvisor and things like that. And um, yeah, I thought, oh, I wonder if there's an online course about that. And um, I just Googled it afterwards. Um, couldn't find anything that I thought was really, you know, really cool or, or would relevant. Um, and uh, at the time, I was aware of a company called Lynda.com, who, who have a huge library of courses for, you know, the sort of IT side of things. And um, yeah, just thought to myself, why, why doesn't this exist? You know, um, there's an opportunity here. I'd known from meeting all our customers and um, people in the industry how much of a struggle it is to to train staff, to keep them engaged. Um, and, and so forth. So, yeah, it was just one of those moments that um, there wasn't anything sort of um, any major aha moment other than just like, why isn't this happening? And um, we just traded in the calculators, got rid of those, bought some cameras, um, sold that business within three or four months um, and decided to go all in and um, been regretting it ever since. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's awesome. So for, for all the listeners that maybe haven't heard of Tipsy, um, explain maybe a little bit more in depth what it is. So it's an online learning platform. And so for me, I guess another like off the cuff qu uh, question would be, how do you guys pick your instructors or, uh, you know, pick what type of content to curate for, for you guys' uh, your online platform? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd add to that. Um, so we're, yeah, we're a content platform with, um, you know, with about seven or 800 lessons at the moment. And we're also a technology solution designed to make it easy to automate your training and, and, and make that stuff happen. Um, our biggest thing from day one is we, we just want to create content that's relevant and that, that resonates with the, the audience um, in hospitality. So, um, at the time, we, we did some research. There's about 300 million people working in hospitality. Two-thirds are under the age of 25. And when we had a look at the courses that were available, we felt that um, they weren't always appealing to that um, generation who want to watch things online and have short videos that, that are engaging. And they often um, were, were using voiceovers and actors and things that didn't necessarily... Um, resonate when we went and asked people the sort of content that they would like so we our approach is to just um, ask ourselves what's the uh, and this is actually how we started we just ask a business look if we gave you a film crew today and you could film any course that would just help your business what would it be and we'd go and ask that question as many times as we could and once we heard a common answer that kept coming up we would um, go okay let's do that course and we'd simply um, ask who's the best in the industry globally on this topic create a shortlist and reach out. So we really um, go, go after instructors who, um, who are operational. They're, they're, they've been recognised by their peers, they've won awards, and they're not 
approaching the subject from a theoretical basis only. They're, they're living that every day in what they're doing in their life um, and through their experiences. So that's how we find people. Um, and of course, they need to, need to uh, have some experience on camera yeah. and be comfortable uh, with that. So, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's... Uh, yeah, I've been on that side, you know, of training and, and learning through, you know, through companies like Marriott or, you know, wherever. And yeah, they're kind of dull. And so when I came across Tipsy, I was like, oh, thank God, because this is, this is the, this is how I learn. I'm a visual person, but not visual on reading a slideshow. I wanted to read a slideshow, I just get a book. So uh, I think it's really, really innovative. And um, with this, what was it like creating a dynamic platform the way it is? Early stages in the beginning, you know, uh, I saw some articles doing some research and it looked like the Tipsy logo has evolved over time and the overall brand. But um, when, when it comes to the tech and platform side, how is that really, um, I guess, where maybe some challenges or um, just some major accomplishments that you guys have made with, with that from the beginning to now? Yeah, uh, great question. The, I mean, the simplest way to sell, like, what's it been like? It's, it's been challenging. It's been a massive struggle. Um, I, like any business, as, as you grow a business or a new idea or, or something, it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a test of persistence, really. So it's, it's um, uh, I think it's um, Winston Churchill that says, like, success is moving from one failure to another without loss of enthusiasm. And, and really, that's, that's what it's felt like being on the tipsy journey is just constantly... Um, uh, trying things, seeing what works, what doesn't, um, uh, and just staying positive and, 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 and evolving. So for us, um, it's one thing to say, hey, let's go create a library of courses with the world's uh, best talent, but it's incredibly expensive. Um, we're film courses in over about 15 countries. Uh, it's a challenge. We've written well over two or 300,000 lines of code um, and none of this has come easily. We've had to build the resources as we go. Um, every corner that we've turned, we, we sort of hit struggles. So I think the, the thing for us is, uh, you know, you mentioned sort of like what was it like in the early stages? The scary part for me is I think we still are in the early stages. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, you know, at the moment, uh, we had about 100,000, uh, 110,000 subscribers at that yesterday. So that's growing really fast. We did a million video lessons last month that we served. So, so there's some good growth there, and um, and you know we're grateful that you know we're we're, we're providing something that people are finding really valuable. Um, but in terms of our journey, I think we're still really really early, and, and this whole sort of online learning market and um, how it adds value to the hospitality industry is still still very embryonic in terms of how that uh, how that how that looks and how it feels to be a, 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 a customer. Um, so we're still very early. So um, yeah, I think probably what's what's changed is we've initially when we started, we just weren't sure if anyone would like our courses or anyone would want to watch them or um, if we'd be able to get any customers. Um, so so we've validated some of those things. So I'd say our our um, uh, friend friend of mine. Uh, you know, so said early, look, we've all got problems. You just want better quality problems, you know, and I think our, our problems have just got a little bit better, you know. <laughs> um, I'd rather be dealing with the problem of, you know, how we're managing our growth and the challenges in our current environment than, than having built a product that no one gets value from or finds really, really meaningful. So, 
so so it's yeah but but um it's been challenging it's been super challenging well it's very well said i think um like all good things are uh are hard and this is something i think we uh we see in the industry hospitality is not easy and i think as a broad scale when you look at the world and you look at different industries in the world hospitality i think is very overlooked people don't understand how insanely hard it is to be in the industry of ho- like hotels, restaurants, any type of lodging. Um, it's, it's a kicker. Like it is really hard. So I think uh, very well said, very well put and uh, all good things come from hard, hard, uh, I guess, whatever you would want to call it. But um, I think you and I are pretty similar um, and with believing, you know, ho- hospitality and restaurants and hotels Sectors like that uh, can be a little bit behind when it comes to things like training, uh, software, tech, overall new age things. Um, Why do you think that is? And uh, what can leaders like ourselves in the industry do to help guide the wave of change? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, Look, I think there's, there's a multitude of issues that might add up to that. I think as an industry, one thing that really I, I didn't fully appreciate as we we as we started Tipsy and is just how time poor every everyone is you know um, you know managers in venues business owners um, staff they really got a lot going on so so um, I think um, one of the one of the challenges with introducing new technology is just um, having the time and resources for implementation mm-hmm. you know and you come across many businesses who might have rushed implementation with another product, uh, a technology product or, or something similar and, and, and it didn't go well and they're a bit reluctant to move. So I think um, I think we just need to be aware of that and, and we've constantly just worked on how we can improve and focused on ourselves and how do we, how do we get better at making this easier for people um, so it takes less time. And, and um, the, the thing that we've really learned from a tipsy perspective is we need to be part of the sort of the, the, the solution it's not it's not the business's fault that they time for it's 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 inherent in the industry what can we do to to help so our focus with how we evolve the product is how do we remove the management overhead for onboarding how do we remove the management overhead for assigning training so it's really um i think the, the time for thing is one thing i think as an industry again just the things you learn and appreciate through being with customers is just how challenging it is it's 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 uh incredibly challenging so i think what we what we find is people in the past might not have prioritized um bringing in something like online training some businesses not because they don't realize it's important if you sit down with most owners or managers they're smart people they know that you know they they want to be able to provide training and have the best staff they can um but they're just dealing they're just triaging a a mix of challenges and and uh they can sort of get away with pushing training lower down the pecking order because they've just got other things they need to do. So um, I think, um, uh, and I think again, that comes down to us taking ownership for communicating the message on, on how um, training and, and learning can, can drive value to their business and making it easier to onboard and see those, those results. Um, and another thing we've really wrestled with and, and learned as we've gone is about, about that struggle for businesses is just, the low margin environment they deal with in, term, in the hospitality industry in terms of their profitability. So, um, 
we we've had to really adapt to that and think about that. So so the labour cost of delivering training is so significant. Um, so if you've got um, staff coming in who you've got to pay an hourly rate to do um, training that's not required, but it would just be nice for them to have better skills. Um, how do you how do you manage that balance? So you, so you might get people who would love to be able to provide more training to staff, but they don't have that within their 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 labour budget for training. So again, that just comes down to how we can get better. So we've designed Tipsy so you can assign required training, but you can also let the learner run their own path in their own time to build the skills to benefit them, which then benefits sort of both parties. So I think um, yeah. So I think what what we can do, I guess, is yeah, as leaders in the industry is, is um, uh, really be part of the solution. Just think, get better. You know, I just see it as a challenge for us to get better. You know, um, how, do we, how do we improve our product? How do we improve our communication? And to some extent as well, how do we be more focused in what we do? One thing we've really had to rationalise with Tipsy is when we first started, um, one of the things we needed to work out is, well, will anyone buy our product? So the first thing we did is build Tipsy and just walk down the... A, a, a strip of restaurants and shops here in, in Melbourne called Chapel Street and we just sign people up to Tipsy. And we learnt really fast that that's actually a really poor way to bring someone into an online product because you might be selling a, you know, a 60-year-old person who owns a, a, a nice hotel or a restaurant and they're not someone who's online, they're not someone who's going to go online and, uh, and manage things and you're off to a bad, a bad start. So you've really, you know... Um, above and beyond those other things from our own business perspective, we had to really narrow down and ask ourselves, well, who is our ideal customer and how do we, how do we support them? So, so they have a good experience. And for those that aren't in that realm at the moment, we need to provide great education and information so that if, and when they're ready to, to, to embrace technology and leverage technology like tipsy, um, that we're, that we, they're aware of us and we, and we can help them. Awesome. Well, do you think, so this kind of leads, kind of answered this a little bit, but I want to see maybe if you have more thought. Um, do you think there's a lack of training or quality training that comes in result of a high employee turnover uh, in the hospitality business? So I know uh, when I was managing a restaurant, we went through, there, we had, of course, our core people that have been there for years and just were, you know, kick-ass players and always uh, did great work and just loved being there. And then, of course, you have that, you know, seasonality of winter and summer and employees going back to school and all these other things, uh, but also very, very high hire and let go or, you know, quit rates. Uh, what do you think? Do you think that has something to do with training or proper uh, onboarding with new employees? Well, let me, so when that was the situation, yeah, what was the approach to training just out of interest? What was the approach to training in that environment? Did the, did the, did the more transient staff, get the same commitment to training or get offered training? How did that, how did that, what did that look like? I would definitely say when it came to like new menus and everything like that as a whole staff training, you know, we went over the wine list and we tasted it and we, you know, had the person come in and explain it and blah, 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 blah. Everyone took notes. Um, when it came to a uh, new, new staff, like maybe a new bus boy or a hostess or a waitress. Um, so they, they'd be uh, going through like the company orientation and then, of course, they would get into their first day, learn where everything was. They would get a walk through a tour. From the tour, they would then see where their station was, see what the software was or 
where the trays were or you know how we do this and they were shown um the process of like what their shift would look like um yep. and then they do that for, for an extensive amount of time um with a, of course a supervisor or another coworker that has been just doing that forever and then once they felt comfortable enough and passed like a checklist of things they were then let go on their own yeah <clears throat> so after that initial onboarding training it's just out into the wild essentially yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean that that tends to i mean of the thousands of conversations I guess we've had on, on, on this topic you, you you do hear quite regularly from some like I guess the mindset of you know why invest in training for someone who's only going to leave in three months you know you're sort of dealing with that uh, as a challenge I think you know the first thing would be well and how we see people leveraging technology like tipsy um, is to firstly just reduce your 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 time on retraining so in that situation of onboarding for example um, there's some elements where it makes sense to deliver in-person training you know, because it's um, a great thing to do, to walk someone around the venue and to show them how a piece of machinery works or whatever. Like that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but then there's a lot of wasted time um, and, and resource uh, retraining where you could film one video um, once, do a good job, upload it to Tipsy and then schedule it out to your next 200 staff to 2,000 staff, whatever the case is, and have that video leverage so you don't have um, a cost of paying the trainer to deliver it and you know that it's been done it can be watched on the bus on the way to the shift whatever the case might be so there's just better uses of technology even just to play out that that initial sort of onboarding onboarding piece but i guess um you know it, it ultimately just comes down to a connection of like answering that question well why invest in the training you know and and um because i think it is related to that uh staff turnover and the statistics are there to say that, you know, that first 90 days, there's, there's an enormous amount of turnover in the first 90 days and trainings are huge in exit interviews. Many people cite training and lack of support is the reason for leaving. And um, ultimately, you know, even if someone's with you for three months, um, they can still just, you know, destroy your relationship with a customer or customers or your brand. Um, um, if you treat them well, they might stay longer than three months. They might refer a friend who to come and work uh, in your business. Um, you know, every customer experience matters. So if you look at it from that point of view, that's the reason why. Um, and I think that's ultimately where technology needs to play a role. Like, like I mentioned, like the, the labor cost and the, the significant challenges of onboarding staff in a regular turnover environment and retraining is, is, um, is enormous. And that's where technology can play a role. I, I don't think, I don't think online learning is a replacement at all for, for, for what happens in, in a venue. Um, uh, but blended learning is is the the smartest solution, and that's where we see these companies that we work with at Tipsy and and elsewhere are really embracing and going right. Um, we need to deliver skills training, operations training, compliance training. How do we integrate this together, and how do we have an approach where um, the things that make sense to be um, online training and and in video and so forth, uh, we can leverage technology, reduce our our our, our labour cost. Um, uh, in, in improve our consistency and so forth, um, and, and 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 the things that make sense, they'll, they'll continue to do to do in person. So, so it's a real it's a real um, balancing act. But I think um, I think yeah, it's absolutely related to to not just staff turnover, but ultimately to to loyalty. Because I mean, as a customer, we all know if you go somewhere and you have a and you have a poor experience, um, 
your, your coffee's burnt, your, your, your meal doesn't come out on time, the staff's rude. The reality is you just don't go back. Yeah. Or you leave a bad review, you go somewhere else. So, and that's what I mentioned, like all businesses, they do get this. They're not, they're, they're smart people. They, they're, it's just like, it's more the how of the solution. How do they get a solution to sure. that? And I think technology has to play a major role in that. No, that's a, that's a good point. And I was going to say, um, I like the, I like the term that you said, blended learning, like it's a blended, you know, on, on venue versus online. Um, I think that's, that's actually very much needed with, with that being said, I know tipsy has individual, you know, accounts that you make. Um, but it sounds like if you go the business route, you're able to not only include, those types of courses that are already on the tipsy platform, but include your own. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we sort of see, um, yeah, the th- I guess the three pillars of training, are the, the skills training, uh, operations, meaning like here's our brand standards. Here's how we do things at our own, at our own venue. And then your compliance training, your state-based compliance or your other sort of compliance topics to, to protect yourself against liability. So, so, so they, um, yeah, all need to, to get dealt with. And, um, yeah, in Tipsy specifically, um, we've got a library of uh, about 700 lessons that are on skills and compliance topics. And from an operations perspective, the great thing about Tipsy and, and a very popular feature is you can uh, film videos on your new menu, um, how you're going to uh, reopen safely with, with COVID and, and any topic you want, you can film film those lessons. We we run free boot camps on on helping customers do that as well, and then you just upload them into the Tipsy platform, and then you can just schedule them out um, alongside Tipsy uh, courses or lessons um, along with your own. So we we have customers who create playlists. You can create playlists in Tipsy, so they might create a, an onboarding playlist. So mm. to the example you gave before, um, you know your first shift, you turn up and you get a walk through the venue you get buddied up with someone they, they they show you some things but then on the bus on the way home you watch uh another seven lessons which might be a mix of uh tipsy lessons on how to greet a customer and uh how to give people a great experience uh blended with with things to do with the operations of that business so so this is a really popular way to to yeah to cover both of those things because they're, they're equally important um the operations side as well Awesome. That's the part I did not know. So I think it's pretty cool. I'm even learning something on the, on the show. So that's always nice. <laughs> um, so do you think uh, this is a, this learning and training format is a start for the new generation of restaurateurs and hoteliers out there? Uh, I know it's a lot of work uh, for myself uh, to create videos and to create content, but I do know the beauty of it, of having either, you know, some type of template, that all I have to do is change a few things and boom, I have a brand new post or a brand new, you know, whatever. I have a video template that all I have to do is take out the middle, put in the new content and then the beginning and end are, you know, still the same. So it helps keep with that consistency, uh, but very much saves me a lot of time. Um, so I'm just kind of curious on your perspective of that. Yeah, I, I think we were, <clears throat> yeah, it's a really good question. I think we were already on a wave of, um, of a gradual uh, increase towards online learning, <clears throat> you know, particularly with younger uh, managers and owners of, of, of hospitality groups and so forth, uh, really, I guess, being the early adopters and, and people implementing you know, new technologies um, 
but I, I, I really think this COVID um, you know, enormous challenge and situation that, that's happening at the moment, um, it's really uh, forcing a, a massive psyche change. It's, 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 it's elevated things to, to another level, I think. You know, in the, in the boardrooms of, of hospitality groups around the world and, and in the homes of people who own hospitality businesses or manage them, I think they're asking, how do we, how do we have capacity to deliver online training and, and how, where are we going to get that capability from? Uh, because uh, it's now difficult in many places to travel and, and to, to travel, whether that's between states or, or within regions. Um, if you can limit that travel, it makes a lot of sense. Um, and, um, <clears throat> and people realise that uh, lockdowns and things like this may happen again. So what we're seeing is not only that first, uh, the early adopted sort of generation that had already embraced Tipsy and, 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 and we were seeing that growth. We're, what we're seeing differently now with respect to Tipsy is a real drive from people to say, hey, um, we, we need this capability. We need the capability to deliver uh, online training. We, we need the flexibility. And, um, and I, I really think we'll, we'll, not just with Tipsy, but, but um, with other things, I guess, when you think about it, I guess restaurants and hotels and so forth are, I mean, essentially very technology driven already with the point of sale systems and all the technology in, in, a, in a venue. If you, if you add it all up, there's a lot of technology. Um, so people have been embraced it to an extent, but like I mentioned before, the online learning piece has been a, for some has been a nice to have, you know, whereas I think now that um, what we're seeing is you know, people are really saying, hey, we, we have to have this capacity and capability because uh, one of the biggest challenges I think in this period as well is, and where we've seen enormous growth is, I think employers have asked themselves more than ever in the last few months, how do we stay connected to our staff? How do we stay engaged? You know, because when, when people are in a lockdown or in these challenging situations, it's normal for people to be worried about their future. It's normal for people to be concerned about their employment prospects and what, what does this mean for, for me personally? You know, how does this affect my future? And, what we've seen is an enormous desire from people to, to upskill, you know, in this environment and to give themselves the best chance for, for re-employment, the best chance to sort of cross-skill, knowing that new job roles might need that, that mean that they need to do more than they previously did, you know, in a new environment with new, with new structures. So I think as much as anything, that's what's changing as well. That, that um, uh, It's the psyche of people to say, hey, we need this from a capability point of view, but also just to say, Hey, we we really need to have a way to stay connected to our staff. We we want people to come back. You know, it's you know we all know it's a massively challenging time. Um, but life will uh, you know things will reopen and and as uh, as the the virus and the, the situation allows in different communities, people are going to rush back to their hotels and their venues and and we're, we're all going to need engaged, connected staff who are ready to go. So so I think that's what we're we're seeing. In terms of the next generation, I, I sort of see it. We initially saw it as if that's the next generation is the younger people who are embracing technology, whereas we're find, we're seeing that that's sort of shifted. The the next generation, as such, isn't to do with your demographic age. It's just a mindset shift with people going, "Hang on, um, uh, we we need to." And obviously, tipsy or online learning is just one small part of that. But they're going, "Hey, how do we have a more flexible business model? How do we?" Uh, how do we uh, allow for different scenarios that could come up in the future? How do we reduce our cost base? And 
um, and, and stay engaged with people. And technology and Tipsy specifically can play a really, really cool, you know, good role within that, you know, within that context. That's very well put. Very well put. I, uh, I like the way that was worded. So I think that's really, really unique. And one of my um, like off the cuff questions again was during this time of COVID-19 and like shutdowns and uh, you know, uh, quarantining, have you seen companies um, from a tipsy perspective, have you seen companies really focus and take this time? Cause I've, I've seen in, you know, Washington and a few other States um, companies just say, well, we'll open when they let us open and they don't do anything. They just, you know, staff are either let go or whatever, and they just keep closed and they just wait. Versus uh, a lot of them uh, kept a lot of employees, had to let go of some, maybe the you know, brand new ones that, you know, were never with the company more than 90 days or whatever. Um, but do you see them taking the time, okay, instead of just waiting to open, this is the time to really sharpen our skills. Like when our guests come back, we're going to be more than ready to be able to accomplish the task of giving them a unique guest experience, but also being safe, protective, informed, and everything else. Yeah, great question. Um, I mean, we've absolutely seen that. That's been the the um, the, the the main thing that we've we've really seen is that, um, of course, there's there's no doubt um, some businesses, for whatever reasons, um, have needed to perhaps furlough staff and um, and for whatever reasons haven't been in a position or haven't then um, used Tipsy, for example, to, to help upskill people in this period. But I'd say at large, what we've seen is um, our, our, our customers and the partners we work with call us and reach out to us and, and have a really strong desire to leverage Tipsy to help and support their staff. And some of the stuff we're seeing is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, one of our customers um, has completed 100,000 courses on Tipsy during this period with their staff. Um, uh, they're a major group in India, and it's just amazing. I, I uh, literally had an email this morning um, sharing um, some photos of how one hotel group is having staff complete all their certificates, and um, uh, they take photos um, of, of leading staff around the world and celebrate their achievements and, and so forth. So, and and this is the great thing. Um, and the, about the way we've designed Tipsy is, again, is um, Tipsy has two postures. One, you can assign training that people have to watch. And in most, um, in most environments around the world, um, you know, if you're assigning training, you need to pay people for their time. That's, that's uh, required by law. It's the right thing to do. Mm. Um, with the way that Tipsy is designed, it is also designed as a self-discover platform where people can go and watch the courses that they want to watch to earn certificates that build to their own tipsy profile for their own benefit, meaning the certificate vests and sits in their profile so that they can add that to their resume and build their own um, capability that, that is meaningful for them. So what we've found is, and no doubt you might relate to this yourself with time you might have available at home, but people just want to do positive things. Like there's enough bad news on, on the, on the news. And, um, uh, you know, there's lots of, um, ways to, to not feel great. Um, so people are just looking for things to do that are positive. So, so online learning is one of those things. So if you can sort of say to your staff, look, Hey, um, you know, tipsy's here as a, a way to, um, for us to stay engaged and connected. 
We've got a, a subscription for you. You don't have to do anything. We're not going to assign you training in this period, but it's there for you if you would like to do it. Um, and we want to celebrate everyone's wins. We want to, you know, um, uh, if you if you learn new skills, you know, we're going to be able to consider you for roles as, as we reopen and whatnot. Um, we're just seeing, you know, incredible engagement. And and I think the, the obviously tips is just one way that co uh, companies are doing that. But but it's incredibly important because uh, otherwise you're going to have staff that um, become disengaged. They look for, for, and they might need to anyway, but they look for other job roles. They look, go and move into other industries and it's harder to bring your pool of talent back mm -hmm. and they haven't developed their skills. So what better way to, to when, like we said, when we reopen, you're going to have to have a engaged people, but they, if you can have engaged people who have also learned new skills and cross skilled so they can do, other job roles and, and be more flexible in the new business models that, that sort of reopen and so forth. Um, it's just a better way to be. So we, yeah, we're, we're absolutely um, uh, seeing that in all sorts of um, incredible ways. So, so that's been really a real positive thing to see. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of guest experience, but not only guest experience, the team experience. That's a big like cultural thing that I think is definitely very much needed. So it's cool that you guys actually are like, you're not just an individual thing, but you're a, you're a team experience. You're helping kind of, like you said, to keep people engaged and celebrating, you know, their good initiative courses for companies to use and say, Hey, show off your certificates. Like who's going to have the most when we reopen type stuff. Like it's kind of a fun um, initiative. And it also is, it's very positive when you're learning something. And like I said, I took the course, uh, I took a couple courses and i learned brand new things and I was like what the heck this is a very uh it's not like a boring slideshow it's very well informed but then of course now I'm learning something and I'm writing notes down and I'm checking it out as I'm you know watching the course I'm literally like googling this one thing that the instructor said I need to have for my social media platforms or whatever and so it's just I think it's a that's a unique way to put it and I think uh that itself the team experience and culture should be focused on a little bit more. I don't think it gets a spotlight. It deserves as much. And so I give my hat off to you guys for being a part of that. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, um, do you have any conclusion, you know, uh, or sorry, any conclusion, uh, thoughts, maybe some uh, shameless shout outs or um, just more information where people can find out more about you or the company, all that good stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, um, well, yeah, if anyone would like to learn about Tipsy, just go to tipsytypsy.com and, 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 um, and, and check it out. That we, we have lots of options. We understand lots of businesses are in different situations right now um, until the 30th of September. Um, any hospitality business globally can go onto Tipsy, add as many staff as you like, um, schedule out up to 700 lessons, unlimited, and it's completely free. So, so just for any business who who might be listening, who wants to um, increase the ways you're staying engaged with staff and upskilling them in this period. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an opportunity to check that out and see if it's a fit for you. Um, to be frank, I don't really have any, any final thoughts or reflections. I think um, a more broad sort of reflection and something maybe you've been feeling this too through this period, but um, I've really just been reflecting through this period on how, I mean, when as we've been growing this business, you just get caught up like anyone else, right? You just get caught up in trying to, you know, make your business work and grow and, and, and be as valuable as, as, as 
be and, and as you can be as people. But I think through this period, I've really just reflected and realised how important hospitality is at a social level, you know, in, in society. And, and what I've really missed in this period is um, where I live right now is in lockdown. So, so um, um, uh, it's, a, it's a different challenge. But I've really missed just, um, you know, the fabric of going into cafes. I, I normally work from a cafe at least one or two hours a day. It's just something I love doing. Um, um, you know, and I, 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 you just sort of realise how the role that hospitality plays in keeping us all connected is just so... It's just so important, really. So um, it's just a final thought that, um, you know, you really, um, one of the things we've been reading a lot about, and as you see, is like that the hospitality industry is taking a big hit and it's a huge challenge. And I guess in reality, it's just, um, you know, behind all that, there's just, it's the story of all the businesses, you know, the story of the, the small businesses that are struggling at the moment or the families that aren't sure in their livelihoods. And I think that's, um, final thought is we just, with everyone going through that challenge is just, just hoping they're going to be okay and to navigate it as best they can. And, um, and um, yeah, and if there's any way Tipsy can support through what we do, you know, like I said, um, we're doing what we can by making, making our product free um, for six months. Um, it started a while back, but until the end of September and, and um, yeah, really just hoping, hoping any, if anyone's, you know, anyone listening in hospitality that they, Who's, who's, who's going through the struggles that they that they get through okay and, and can stay as positive as they can and we get through the other side amen that's a uh, very well put and uh, i will add to that that this is the most uh i would say this industry i've seen be so like durable like just so resilient in everything so i'm very excited to see um the rising tide, I guess, of everybody coming through once COVID is over, hopefully knock on wood a little soon. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I just, yeah, I couldn't have said that any better. So I think it's awesome. And for everybody who's listening, please, 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 please go to the show notes below. It's going to have all the links uh, with Tipsy's uh, information, all the stuff that you're going to need to know. Um, there's great blog content on there. Uh, especially one from yours truly, you know, I wrote a nice little guest blog on there. So I'll link that in there, but, um, uh, tipsy and slick talk are also partners. So anything, um, regarding the podcast, um, and you want to learn more about tipsy, I'm a advocate, uh, for them and will always be able to guide you guys towards the right tools. So, um, Go ahead, check out the show notes. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Jonathan, for being on the show and just giving you know the insights of what you guys do in the educational space of hospitality. And uh, for all the Slick Talk podcast listeners, we will see you guys again next week. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast.
What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.